This is Barnes and Bars. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the Bars and Bars podcast, where we leverage hip-hop to develop financial literacy. It's your boy, Troy Solomon Levy. I got two co-hosts, Book and DJ Audit. What's good? Yeah, 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 yeah. I like when you do that, Jay. Oh, <laughs> DJ. Oh. You got to come Woo! with it. You got to come we with here. it. Yeah. We here. You we the here. DJ, man. I got to introduce you like you legit because yeah. you are, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, let them know. <laughs> let them know. Looking for booking and hit my boy DJ on it. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. does bar mitzvahs and all, yo. Right. I did nice. actually do a bar mitzvah. I DJ the bar mitzvah. That's fun. That's fun. Good time. Nice. Nice. Time. Well, talking about uh, bar mitzvahs, this artist is Jewish as far as I heard, right? Drake? Yeah. yeah. Drake is Jewish. Um, we're taking a look at his song over my dead body. And, uh, this is a, a topic that it, it's not going to be like, you know, super fun and like whatever, but very, very important. You, you, I don't think most people understand how important this is, but we're talking about, uh, diversifying assets, mm-hmm. diversifying uh, investments and whatnot. And uh, over my dead body, Drake put a little uh, bar in there that I feel like would be great for us to hear, to listen, and to remember. So, Audit's going to spin that track, and then we'll get into it. Oh, well, guess you lose some and win some. Several bad puns later. Respect right. Drake. Respect Drake. Yeah, man. If you ain't in your top five, you don't follow music. <laughs> <laughs> Well, first of all, you ain't put Rick Ross on there too, man. We need to talk about that. But Let's not get started with Rick since Ross. Since we on Drake, well, yes. He's Let's definitely not talking. get started with Rick Ross. <laughs> all right. So Drake said, oh, well, guess you win some and lose some as long as the outcome is income. Mm. Right? Mm. Um, fellas, have you ever lost money in the market? Yeah. Or in, in any in, any investment, I should, I should say. Not oh, yes. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. All right. Well. Actually, can I... I actually lost money doing an options trade on Apple. Really? Yeah, I, I lost. I lost a pretty penny on that. And I uh, got a good, you know, call, and I was like, "Yeah, man, that sounds right." You know, and uh, yeah, took a took a L. Took really? A L. Yeah. Hmm. Yo, I had a one of my boys um, back in. I think I just graduated college, and I was novelty in the stock market, and he kept saying, "Yo, I got the plug. You got to buy this like." cheap stock it's supposed to go like crazy oh, and i remember i was calls. like yo <laughs> i had 200 dollars, and i put 200 and yo lo and behold it did go crazy and it jumped up to like a thousand or you know whatever it was yeah and like, yo, we about to be rich he's like yo now take that thousand and we gonna put it in this other one and i forget i'm gonna put that and i put some extra when i was trying to convince my mom my parents everybody gotta do this and you know this is a friday night i guess it was a pharmaceutical company and they missed like some type of like approval to get fda or whatever oh yeah yeah, yeah. and that junk dropped all the way down to barely zero. Wow. And that that thousand really? yeah, that thousand dollars went down to like fifty bucks just over the weekend, like Friday night, and then bam, Monday morning hit. Wow. See, that's the that's the greed part, right? Like that you didn't exit. Yeah, I, was yeah. I was a rook. Yeah, I was a rook. Yeah, I was a rook. You gotta you gotta know the exit. That's how I took I my L two though. By the way, mm-hmm. man, it's like oh, we gotta do this and then keep yeah. it in there and like 
You gotta, you gotta the greed. So, but that that happens. But there's also a big like folks are losing a lot of money gambling today. Yeah. So like you know yeah. people I talk to and you have a whole another episode on yeah, that. Yeah, dude. No, we are going to do an episode <laughs> on gambling. Man. But it's it's legal and it's it's it pops up my feeds all the time. Yeah. Betting on hockey, I'm like, dude, you don't even watch hockey, bro. Like, how you gonna bet something you don't even know no more? Right. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. right. Now gambling is big, as yeah, I've learned within the past uh, several weeks. Jeez. I didn't re- like, I of course I knew people gambled. People gambled all around, like going to work and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't realize like this was a thing that has a lot of people tied up. A but lot. look, we digressing a little bit. Let's get back on on topic. So you have lost money in the market. Yes. Have you yes. won money in the market? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Right. I've won more than I've lost. If yeah, that, that's yeah. That counts for something. Net, well, net we've won. Net, yeah. Mm-hmm. So and so as Drake has said, as long as the outcome is income, income. yeah, you're you're good. So and I I think a lot of people are um, are scared of the market because firstly you don't have much control uh, over it. Um, there's nothing that you can do that's so great to you know say hey I am going to win. There's no um, there, there's no way that I'm going to lose anything. Yeah. Look, I'll tell you for years. And I think during the I'm trying to remember, was this during the, the Trump years? I think so. Um, at some points, uh, our retirement accounts lost like a lot of money. Yeah. There were some years during the Trump years where it went up a lot also. Oh yeah. And to be honest, I wasn't concerned. I wasn't like, you know, and there are a lot of people that when the market starts dipping, they, they start tripping. Okay, Troy, when the market starts dipping, they start tripping. It's called bars. <laughs> it's called bars. Bars, okay, okay, all right. Yo. All right. Nah, they, they start panicking and stuff and take the money out. Like, uh, as a, <laughs> yo, shut up, man. <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Now, have you ever panicked when the market goes down? Uh, no. Actually, I love it. Yeah. I get this. I have this hate love relationship. Like I really love when it goes up, mm-hmm. and I also kind of love it when it goes down. Yeah, and it's it's so. And I realize I, I just love it. Why do you love it when it goes down? Because that means their their stocks are cheaper, man. It's like so a you, discount. Do you pump more money into it. I when try it, to. Okay. Unfortunately, I'm a systematic giver, so my percentages never really change. Gotcha. But if I see like a hate a huge drop, there are times I plead with my spouse. I'm like, yo, look, please, can I put some more money? Mm. I was like, there's a big, there's a big sale. She's like, what store? I'm like, uh, <laughs> Vanguard, Vanguard, <laughs> Fidelity. <laughs> like, wow. No, no, nah, but it, yeah, it is true. When the market goes down, that is the best entrance for investors. Uh, mm. Lastly, when the pandemic hit. I remember the market dropped. And Troy, you probably remember me yelling at you. Of course. I was like, yo, this is the time. Yeah. I remember people hit me up. How dare you mislead people? Do you realize this is the Great Depression? People are going to lose a lot of money. Stop telling them to invest in the market. I'm like, trust me on this one. We will get through this pandemic. And the people who are going to make money are the ones who invest. Dude was posting on my Facebook. We are going back at it. It was trolling me. Really? Six months later, <laughs> if you had money at the time, not only did you make back what you lost but you actually almost nearly doubled it because of the way the market went yeah. the market grew like 40% plus Dude. last year it depended on what yep. you invested in mm-hmm. and I was like bro where's everybody it's silence man radio silence yeah. that's how it is man so. <laughs> yeah. but yeah like the minute the market goes down this is like everybody's eyes should go open right like if you have the money the means go in Yeah, go in it's a sale yeah and which we like, we did several events together Correct. you and I and we taught people we said look if you still have your job yep. and you're and you're out of debt, what you need to be doing, while, this, while the market was down, you need to be pouring money, money into Correct. the market. 
Um, and you had an emergency fund because it was right, a scary time. Correct, correct. So we tell people definitely stack up cash to make sure you pay your rent and you know, your food. But like, correct. And that was more also depending on what kind of um, uh, industry you worked in correct, and whatnot. Correct, if it was correct, being threatened correct. and whatnot. Correct. So it was, you know, there were, it was depending on factors and whatnot. But if you had no debt, you still have your job, you work in a safe, quote unquote, industry during this uh, pandemic time. Uh, and you had an emergency fund, we were like, yo, pour money into the market. Correct. Um, and even though it wasn't something that I did, not because I don't believe in pouring in, into the market um, while it's down, I do. It's just, I, you, you know, I had other- Of course, um, of course, priorities. Other priorities yep, and whatnot. So uh, I wish I had. Uh, in some ways, I do have FOMO. But, you know, the, the priorities- of the, missing out. That's it, man. Um but you know it is what it is. We, we'll, we'll, my family will be fine um, in the in the long run. <laughs> this is the internal talk. <laughs> yeah, it is. So I'm, I'm talking myself yourself. off the ledge. <laughs> but when we when we text it, yo, bro, look at this. Yeah. Race. Look at I'm growth. talking myself, yo. Just for for our audience' sake, these two guys, audit and boo. Text so much about money stuff. Literally, I love it. Stop, man. I had to to put that text thread on silent. Literally, feelings. I put y'all on. on I was missing stuff about the podcast. Like, yo, Troy, when we recording, I'm missing it. I'm answering stuff like two, three days later because these dudes text so much about marketing stuff. We were winning winning last year, bro. These dudes were excited. We were winning last year. We was going in. We was getting forty percent. All of our investment accounts. Yeah, literally. Bro, did you see this? Dude, dude look literally at this screenshotting Troy, Derek, Troy, Derek Troy, send us your investment account. <laughs> <laughs> What's your percentage growth, Troy? What's your percentage growth? It's like, yo, these dudes don't stop, man. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to win in the long run, man. But as long it, as the outcome is income, man. That's a, yeah. Uh, but I, I do want to talk, talk about, about some that. like other like types of income. Well, hold too, on. Yeah. Right? Before we even get that, yeah. though, because I think... I think, especially in our community, we don't talk enough about having a growth income strategy. Yeah. I do think, especially us even here on this podcast, we do harp on a lot of fixing up your past stuff, right? Your your, Mm -hmm. your debts. But nobody talks about, yo, you need to get your money up and your income up, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I love the fact that we're about to lean in on like... How do we make sure that our assets are growing? And how do we make sure we're getting more money? Because that's what Drake's talking about. The outcome needs to be income. income. And if you're not, if your energy's not going towards something that's going to bring you up instead of bring you down, mm-hmm. then you just waste that energy. All right. So let, let's talk about it. Uh, there are several ways to diversify, um, not just income, but diversify investments. Yep. Uh, talk to me. Let's, let's start first and foremost with stocks. This is going to be uh, the most obvious example, I, I think. And then we can get into uh, other uh, investments and whatnot, okay. but um, stocks. You should not, for our audience' sake, please do not pour all of your investments into one stock, one right. kind of stock. Um, whether that's large cap, mid cap, we'll we'll get into those weeds in just a sec. But if you're in, if you have all of your investments in one company or in one sector of so, so if it's all in tech or all in hospitality or all in yeah. healthcare or whatnot. <clears throat> you are teetering on something very, very dangerous. Correct. Reason being is because uh, diversification is important uh, be- because if one thing fails, and we know that things fail all the time, yeah. companies fail all the time, yeah. sectors fail or go down all the time. I don't care if it's tech. Tech at some point is going to be a thing of the past, just like, I don't know, what was something thing of the past? I don't know. Well, it's, it's hard for me to see that part. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Tech is so, <laughs> hey, man. It's so ingrained. Look, but it's but, true. Uh, but it's I, true. I understand. Look, no one thought Lehman Brothers was coming to an end. Correct. Right? Yep. There, are, there is risk 
when yep. you pour everything in one company. In one company. If you put mm-hmm. all your eggs literally in one basket. Yep. So there's wisdom in diversifying it. Um, yeah. So I, I, I subscribe to that. Yeah. So uh, talk like our last episode, you did talk about your investment mix with the 529. So talk to us about your investment mix for general. You have brokerage accounts, you have retirement yeah. accounts and whatnot. Do you have a just a general, uh, you know, is it a diversification mix? Is, are there percentages? I do. What, what I do you do? do? And then audit, we're going to get to you. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I could start. I could start this one. So I... I my portfolio is it is diverse, mm-hmm. right? So if you were to look at my retirement plan, um, like I mentioned last episode, I divide mines um, in four different categories with a mix of thirty percent, thirty percent, thirty percent, and ten percent. So I do thirty percent in large companies, and there's usually some good mutual funds. So you do this for retirement and bro- brokerage accounts, also no, just just, just my retirement. Okay, your retirement. retirement. Got you. Correct. Um, and it'll be you know I'll find the the hottest. Um, brokerage account. I mean, the hottest um, large cap, mid cap, small mm-hmm. cap, and the international. When I go to some of my brokerage accounts, I do pick a fund that tends to be more large growth or like aggressive growth, which is another fancy word for large cap, just more of an aggressive large cap, right? So I would pick a fund that has growth. Like, no one fund had 53% growth last year. And if you look at its last 12 years, it's been growing some crazy. So I pick that fund sometimes outside of my retirement. So I have. Retirement that I can't touch till I'm 62. And then I have brokerage accounts that I I, I typically use that growth mm. to help me buy my real estate. Nice. You get what I'm saying? All right. We'll talk about real estate in a sec, but that's, that's correct. That's a great plan. It's a two-pronged okay. strategy. So mm-hmm. in my brokerage account, now I'm a little bit more risky. I, I, I could afford to take a little more risk than our average user. So while I have a percentage in a, in a mutual fund that has growth, I do invest in some individual stocks. But I invest in stocks that, A, I understand the market space, meaning like I understand the industry. So I'm in tech. So I'm very, very well versed on how the market plays and what's going on. Um, I invest in companies that I believe like wholeheartedly in their leadership, Mm -hmm. right? So Zucks, I'm a big fan of him at Facebook, um, to the point where I sit on, I listen into their um, investors calls. When they have their earnings calls, I'm listening in because I'm now an investor. You have my money. And I'm keen to see where the direction is going. So I have about like my top five that I go with and I pour into that. So that's kind of like my stock mix that I have both in brokerage and um, retirement. uh, retirement. And then, of course, the 529, which follows the same type of um, mix like my retirement. Nice. Yeah. Okay. What about you? uh, Do you have a philosophy behind diversification or uh, do you kind of autopilot it? I, w- I really um, focus on mutual funds. Okay. Mutual funds are my thing because I really feel like the strategy that I use is the best way I can understand the outcome or potential outcome in an investment. So for me, I have, you know, large cap, mid cap, like, you know, different types of mutual funds that have different companies. And um, my focus is try to do my best to, invest as much as possible in my retirement. And then, you know, outside of my retirement, I have like a non-retirement account that I do my individual stock. And I also have retirement, um, not retirement, but like other mutual funds that I invest in, in my non-retirement account. Yeah. So just to kind of help me out with other things that I would like to do, which is like pay off my house and stuff like that. So um, I might change that a little bit, 
but most of my money goes to like retirement account, mutual funds. And then I, I break that down. And then every so often when I see like one account doing more or better than the other, I rebalance. And what that means is like I go in and I check because yeah. I don't have like a manager in my accounts. I do it myself. If I see one account that's doing outperforming everyone else, I take money out of that, put it into the one that's doing the least profitable that's in smart. terms of returns. So. Can you just explain that a little bit? People may not understand when you say rebalance. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, so if you have, like, a, an investment account and you have – I have four different mutual funds. And so the one that is aggressive is, like, making about 40%, 50% at times. And so I'm going to give numbers. So 10K in all of them, initial, right? If I put 10K in each of those, the total account is 40. Mm-hmm. If one of those accounts go up to – say 20k and everybody else is like 12 13 whatever i take the total account balance divided by four and make sure i take out from the biggest account the amount that could make sure that everyone else is as equal as the biggest account okay so what that means is as the like the one the one mutual fund that is doing very well if it's outperforming that means it's the stocks in that fund are high. So we're selling at the high point and putting it in the low mutual funds. So that way, once we're buying low now, so we're getting the deal on the other ones. And then once those go up, I do the same thing for everybody else. You do this, what, once a year? Or? Yeah, once a year. Okay. I, sometimes I do it like, you know, if safe has been like six months and it, it like... It really all depends because there's sometimes it's like extremely different. Like say if this mutual fund is really outperforming yeah. and I'm like, this is too much. Let me just, let me secure the, the, the bag on yeah, this. Let me yeah, secure the growth. With 40% of <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it just depends. I think the market for me is every six months and or, and or um, if one is significantly more, like yeah. I will do it. And I had that happen last year. That's why I'm saying it. Because last year was just this one fund. I was like, whoa, nuts. what is going on? Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. All right, yo, let, let's talk a little bit about um, not just diversification within the uh, mutual fund sphere, sphere or the uh, retirement account uh, sphere, the market, but diversification of um, of assets, period. Yeah. So. I know that uh, our, our audience should know by now that you do real estate and whatnot. You uh, have a good amount of real estate. How important is that for your um, for your life and whatnot? Uh, for it's your everything. Portfolio? It's everything. Okay, so um, you have a good balance of market stuff, money in the market, yeah. real estate. What else do you have? Uh, uh, it's that, those are those the two, two things. things okay. Two main things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, obviously the other you know or things that I'm trying to kind of build like side businesses but yeah. what feeds me or funds my habits mm. is real estate and the stock market mm. i would say maybe 60 percent of my net worth is tied in real estate and the other 40 percent is in stock nice got um, it that's heavy yo 60 percent in real estate yeah. that's heavy yeah no, it's, it's, heavy. it's huge here's the thing man like at the end of the day the goal is to make sure that you're investing in things that gives you some form of income yeah. some type of passive income when you're not working mm. money's working for you yeah. Right. So stocks, they're they're good because they pay dividends mm. and you can watch them grow. But at the end of the day, it doesn't give you that monthly cash flow like real estate. If you were to own multi units like, you know, rent, you know, two to four residential type multifamilies. Mm-hmm. So um, 
real estate is those those two investments are tried and true. Like mm. those things have worked for hundreds plus years, right? Yeah. Um, and they are part of they're a huge part of what I'm able to do today. Mm. Nice, nice, nice. Um, so with with real estate itself, I, I heard you just say want to talk a little bit about multifamily. So you do pretty much strictly multifamily. Is that all? That's a majority of it. Okay. It's multi. I have a couple singles, but. Um, now, would you consider the multifamily thing uh, a, a form of diversification as well? Absolutely. Got you. Absolutely. Talk to us. Like, what, um, what's the. Why do you say that? In terms of like diversification yeah. of assets? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Of, but for multifamilies itself, like, how, do, how does it fit in with the concept of diversification? Um, in a sense of like different at versus single family? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the way it works, like multifamily is you're saying that you have, you own a unit where there's multiple doors or multiple apartments that usually relates to more, um, more high, you know, more rent and that's more income. That's more money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you have more options when you're in a single family. Sometimes if someone can't pay the rent, like you're screwed for all intents and purposes, right? Because like that's that you're one unit. You're not getting income. anything. Period. Um, correct. But in a multi-unit, you have options. Someone's missing. You can always raise one. You know, you can always kind of figure out how to balance it. I strongly recommend multi-units over single-family, um, just because of the upside that it has. Mm-hmm. I think the question you have to ask yourself is: Are you going to invest in the area where they have good rental incomes, or do you have reliable tenants? And yeah, you, you know, tenants are like children sometimes because you're going to get all kinds of stuff. Make it good, you make it bad, but but um, it's it's something worth investing for. Mm. It's a, it's a business in essence, right? right. So yeah. So Sorry. do you feel like you there would be? Like, I mean, there's no guarantee, but there's a really good chance that you're going to win on any multifamily in any location. Yes. Here's the thing though. And this is why, you know, whenever you get into real estate, you need to have a solid real estate team, right? Meaning like you have a good realtor, you have a good uh, lawyer, good attorney. You got, um, uh, someone who's going to finance your business. You always got to look at the numbers, contract, all that stuff. Uh, an electrician, you know, a plumber. Um, you have to look at the rent rolls, kind of what they are. Once you identify what the rent rolls are, you got to make sure on, on the deal you're making money. Right. Yeah. Like if you if you're breaking even like going into that, then it's probably not a good deal. Right. And one thing about real estate, you never want to be desperate. You just want to be prepared. And I know God will reward you if you're prepared, meaning you have all the cash that you need and so forth. Um, this last two years has been hard for my tenants with COVID and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and had I not been in the position that I was in to weather the storm, it would have been a diff- difficult thing. Right. But here goes where multi units work. Right, I got one tenant who's playing games, not wanting to pay rent, and I know they got that stimmy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you've been tracking. You've been tracking. You've been I've tracking. been following the news: the 600 stimmy, the 1200, 1400, still not yeah. paying. You know what I'm saying? But you have other tenants who are really good. That's why I said sometimes they're like they're like children to some degree, and how you. It's like them. the market, man. It's like the way we look at mutual funds. Sometimes it's going to be ups, Correct. downs, and then Correct. the strategy is like. Yeah, you got to stay in. Correct. (laughs) You got to roll. But you weather the storm. Exactly. And here's the cool thing. With inflation, as things grow, the rentals rents grow. Yeah, yeah. So your income gets to increase over time, over time. And God, you know, God rid gentrification hits. Then all of a sudden, like, you know, your income drastically goes up, right? So just some things to think through. Yeah. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, diversification is super, super important. There was one more question I was going to ask, and I think I would about, say one thing too. Yeah. While you thinking that question, mm-hmm. real estate is the quickest way to become a millionaire. You think so? I, That's I, a bold I, thing. I I'm a hundred percent sure it's the mm. quickest way to become a millionaire. 
unless you find some, and, and I'm talking about for the masses, yeah. like unless you find some crazy idea, you create Instagram, those are unicorns. Yeah. But like just an average person, like if you like look at, you could build your way to become a millionaire with real estate and stocks, but like real estate as the the number one anchor. So do you say that because you you the 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 value of the property is growing as Correct. time goes on, and you're getting and you're getting rent. cash. Got you. So think about it. You're getting two thousand dollars a month cash, and the equity of the home keeps going up, 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 up. You're paying down the mortgage. So as you're paying down the mortgage, the equity is still going up, 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 and it pays you. Twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars a year. Yeah, mm. that's you are now creating a new Nurley. Like you know, what I'm saying like you're employed. This house is my employee. This house is my employee. And all of a sudden, I'm getting all these kind of paid. Like, come on, man, that's freedom. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, my bad. I digress. No, nah, no, nah, you good. I was, m- the only question I was going to ask was uh, in terms of uh, like education and not just education, but entrepreneurship. Yeah, would do do you both uh, consider both of those? Um, either of those, uh, an investment and talk to me about diversification with education and, um, with entrepreneurship. Like what, what does that mean for you? Uh, let's start with education. So are you saying educating yourself as an investment? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Do you consider that as an, as an investment? Absolutely. Okay. And education, I'm not saying college either. Right. I'm saying just right. in general. Yep. It could be training, on the exactly. job training. Correct. Exactly. Uh, audit, your, your CPA, that could be, you know, uh, getting another certification. Yes. So that you yes. could work in whatever other field. Yeah. 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 And, that's, and that's a big thing, right? Like, and, and I think the line that Drake was just saying is like, yeah, it might be a little struggle as long as their income in the end kind of a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I study for certs. Or you're you're taking some time to do an internship or an externship or whatever, you know you you you're being an assistant for someone to learn the game for the time being so that you could like milk the system to get some mo- some money. Mm. Yeah, education is important, and yeah. and and any different type of education will get you some money. You know, as long as you're using it right and getting educated, you know, for that reason. Yeah. Now, entrepreneurship. Talk to me. Um, we a lot of people talk about working for the man and not working for the man. Uh, being their this own man boss. that people yeah, say like <laughs> working for the man. That, yeah. that makes a, an assumption that the man, whoever you work for, has to be. Anyways, a white man. But go ahead. Go ahead. How about right. the woman? Yeah. How about that? <laughs> Some women bosses. Too. Yeah. No, 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 but I, know, I know what you mean. No, no, well, go, ahead, go ahead. Um, you know, would you consider? Uh, like opening your own business, which many times takes a lot of money, um, is that an investment that you've noticed is worth it? Not worth it? Like, you know, what, what's talk to me? Yeah, my my thought is this: um, it's 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 a buzz right now, yeah. and it's hot. But I think that is one of the um, one of the things that can really lift a generation of Black people: entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship. Yeah, because now we don't have to follow kind of the guardrails of what it is to work in corporate. You got to look mm-hmm. a certain way. You got to talk a certain way. You got to be a certain way. Your hair has to be a certain hair way. Hair has a certain way. Um, you can't have any records, all that other stuff. Now, if you have a good idea, the market will reward you, right? If you can come up with something that solves a problem, now all of a sudden you're changing something, and that's how you're going to build wealth. If you ever want to be uber rich, you're not going to do that becoming a doctor. You're not going to do that becoming a lawyer. All the stuff that our parents told us to do, yeah. you're going to have to open up a business that's going to have to transform lives. That's mm-hmm. what that's what Amazon did. That's what um, you know, Steve Jobs did with Apple, like, yeah. and that requires failure. That requires grit. And I, I really wish, and we're and, starting and to, risk and well, risk. Yeah. Um, and I just really wish that we helped train our kids that way. Mm. 
as and not and I'm not going to put the onus on the schools, even as parents. Like we don't raise our children to think like entrepreneurs. We raise our children because we want them to become successful based on what we think success looks like. Mm. My kid has to become a honor roll student. They have to do this. They got to be in this field as opposed to us taking our time to actually learn what they love, yeah. what they're passionate about, and help them live out their purpose that God gave them. Mm. That passion inside of them is something that God birthed in them. You know what I mean? So, yeah. you know. I, 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 I want to just say, um, for me, I think there, there's so much power in making sure if we're going to educate our kids that they understand that if you're going to be an entrepreneur – it takes a lot. That's it's it. like like it's this is not like you it's get a job, hard. you know, and it's like three times harder, four yeah. times harder, five times harder. Like it's no joke. Yeah. It's no joke. Like this entrepreneurship, people try it and it's a buzzword, but going into that, like, yes, you know, if my kids are passionate about certain things, yes, you might do it. But Tell if, them you're, risk. if you're not connecting dots, you're not organized, you're not doing Oh, man, you could yeah. you could start ninety five percent of businesses fail. Yeah, going to that yeah. Like, that's yeah. that's a big thing, man. Yeah. Like entrepreneurship yeah. is not easy. And if and let me say this, people who think you know oh, I don't want to work for the work for the man, if you leave and start your own business, you're going to work for people who are buying your product or service, and that could be a lot harder than yeah. working for the man. I yep. guarantee. It. Yeah, yeah. But diversification nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, so we, we appreciate Drake for uh, dropping his bar on us. Oh, well, guess you win some and lose some as long as the outcome is income. We want you to win, uh, but we want you to diversify so you can keep those yeah. winnings. Uh, so, look, this has been Bars and Bars. This bars is Troy bars. Solomon Levy. We'll catch y'all next week. Bye.